Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. I'm Mike Kachapoli. How are you? How are you? How's everyone doing? I hope everyone had a great day. I'm guessing a lot of you probably <clears throat> were in front of the TV watching the uh, town hall with uh, Donald Trump. With Donald Trump. The big town hall with Donald Trump. How many people watch that? How many people watch that? Were there a lot of people watching it? I bet so. I bet so. I bet there were a ton of people watching the town hall with Donald Trump. I wasn't. I did not watch the town hall at all. Because, um, well, for several reasons, several reasons. And that is because I, I have a little issue watching. Look, I think Donald Trump is, is the past. I really do. And I think that CNN is only, you know, the, the left was going crazy saying, why, why are they putting, why are they putting Donald Trump on, uh, you know, on television, they shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't be giving him, you know, any, any airtime. And, uh, you know, I just, I just think that it, it's obviously done for that reason. They're putting him on because he gets ratings, right? Donald Trump gets ratings, period. And that's why they, there are several reasons why the left would want Trump to be the nominee. One is they think he's the weakest candidate. Two is he gets ratings, right? He gets them ratings. So they don't want him to go away. They really don't. In fact, part of them, I don't know the exact percentage. I can't tell you what the exact percentage is, but a good percentage of them probably really want him to win. The people in the media, because he gets ratings. So they don't want Donald Trump. They want to squeeze out every little drop possible um, of Donald Trump. And they just do. That's the, and they'll continue to to do that. So um, I think, I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain, I'm pretty certain that they will continue to promote Donald Trump. They will continue to put out uh, polls that show that show that Donald Trump uh, is going is, has, has a good shot to win, or is doing well against Biden, okay, or is way ahead in the Republican primary because I think they want him to win. That's one thing that Ron DeSantis is going to have to deal with, which is the media pushing Donald Trump. Like I said, mostly for nefarious reasons, but they don't want to make it look like Donald Trump is dead in the water when it comes to head to head races with Joe Biden and DeSantis is way ahead because that'll help DeSantis win the primary. And they would rather have Donald Trump win the primary because they believe he's the weaker candidate. So when you see these polls all of a sudden that are saying, well, Donald Trump is well ahead of Joe Biden, in fact, maybe even a couple of more points ahead of Joe Biden. Then, um, then Ron DeSantis, take it all <laughs> with many grains of salt, okay? Because you really can't trust anything that the mainstream media says about Donald Trump. I just don't buy any of it 
at all. At all. At all. So I'm not going to believe those polls that say, I understand Joe Biden's ratings are incredibly low. I get it. I know his ratings are incredibly low. I believe that they have been for his entire presidency. But it's, it's, it's not credible to me. It's not credible to me because that Donald Trump would be beating him for this reason, independence, independence. Donald Trump does very, very poorly with independence, okay? And a guy who's done very, very poorly with independence, I believe, is, is going to have a lot of trouble when we see DeSantis does much better with the independent vote, just like he got the independent vote in Florida, okay? That's why he won by so much. So when it comes to the town hall, uh, we're going to have someone on. We're going to have Domestic come on eventually. I thought I thought he was going to come on at the beginning of the show, but maybe he'll be here in a few minutes. Um, he'll he'll talk about what he saw, okay, um, in the debate. What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from people, from hearing from the left mostly, is that CNN did a poor job because they let Donald Trump control the whole thing, right? And then people on the right, Donald Trump supporters, are saying that he totally dominated. He totally dominated the town hall, right? And so both sides are basically saying that Trump did very well. But the Trump fans are saying, well, that has to be because he's so brilliant and he outsmarted the CNN anchor and made her look bad. And the left is saying... Oh, CNN never should have done this because Donald Trump is so nefarious and the host was so the moderator was so bad that it let him look good. OK, someone like George Takai put out a tweet and said what CNN did tonight is exactly the reason why Donald Trump won in 2016. Um, so once again, you're going to have both both sides seem to be admitting in, in different ways that Trump did very well. Right. Um, and that's not that surprising to me. That's not that surprising to me. But a lot of the stuff that you saw at this town hall asked, right, when they show the clips of it, because like I said, I didn't watch it live, but watching the watching and reading the clips of it, a lot of the questions and the dialogue is about the past, right? The election, uh, January 6th, uh the uh, just the past, the past, not the present, not the future, the past. And also a lot of soap opera stuff, right, about about the uh, uh, his his January 6th indictment thing. Not the January. Sorry. Sorry. The indictment with the store with the uh, Stormy Daniels case and the uh, the recent money he lost to five million in the civil case. So it's all this soap opera stuff. Right. It's all soap opera crap. So. That's my biggest problem with this is that with Donald Trump, you're going to get more of this crap. where We're not talking about the real issues. The real issues are not being spoken about. And you can get rid of the past and get rid of all the soap opera stuff. If you have a nominee, Ron DeSantis, where we're actually going to be talking about issues, issues. The most soap opera you can get with Ron DeSantis is Disney. And that's not even really soap opera that's actually important in a way right there are issues there regarding corporations and 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 you know uh uh 
special treatment of corporations and whether they should have that special treatment or not. So even within that maybe kind of soap opera story of DeSantis versus Disney, you have some real issues there. But with Donald Trump, it's all soap opera and it's all the past. It's all soap opera and it's all the past. And that's my biggest issue um, with 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 Donald Trump, um, among other issues. But, you know, and I just know that I know that that when you have a town hall with Donald Trump, especially when it's hosted by um, CNN, especially when it's hosted by CNN, you're going to get a lot of this nonsense, right? They want to talk about his personal issues. They want to talk about his lawsuits. They want to talk about all these issues. They want it to be about the past, right? Because think about this. CNN, MSNBC, doesn't want it to be about what's happening now. They don't want it to be about the, the, the state the country is in now. They don't want it to be about Joe Biden and his low approvals and, and the, the shit shape the country's in. They don't want to talk about that. And that's the point. I'll say it again. With Donald Trump, it gives them the out to talk about the past, to talk about soap opera issues. With Ron DeSantis, it forces the CNNs, the MSNBCs to talk about now the issues, the differences between him and Joe Biden uh, when it comes to issues, real issues. So that's where we're going here, basically. You know, that's why. And also, like I said, I know that CNN is doing this for ratings and I don't want to give them ratings. I just don't want to I don't want to participate in that. I don't want to participate in that game. Right. That CNN is putting on Donald Trump because they know it gets them ratings. And why should I play into that? I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'll, I'll watch debates. All right. I'll watch any uh, any any um, broadcast that has all of the candidates. Right. Where all the candidates are asked questions. I'm not going to participate in these, you know, ratings game of because of Donald Trump and Donald Trump gets both sides to watch. And I know this because I know from the responses on Twitter and the people I know who absolutely have the worst possible Trump derangement syndrome that he gets ratings, and they watch even if they hate him. They love to hate him, and CNN knows that. So you get the people who love him, the cult of Trump, and the people who hate him, and it's ratings boffo, boffo ratings, and I'm not going to participate in that. So that's done. That's why. And people say, well, no, you host a podcast. A domestic, who will be on here shortly, I hope, um, is uh, was giving me a little crap for that, right, that – I should be watching it because I have a talk show. I don't think so. Because I know what Trump is about. And of course, we live in an age now where you don't have to watch things live. Um, and so I know what Donald Trump's going to say. I know what Donald Trump is all about. And so it, 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 it doesn't really make any sense for me to watch, because I know what CNN is going to do. And they did exactly what I thought they were going to do, right? Talking about a lot of crap that has nothing to, there's nothing to do with the lives of most people, right? The lives of most people who actually care about real issues. They don't care about this soap opera stuff. They don't 
care about the past. Only a very small part of this society cares so much about the past, about January 6th and the 2020 election and all that crap. That's not what most people wake up thinking about. That's what that's what people in the media wake up thinking about, right? That's what people in, on CNN or MSNBC might wake up thinking about. But average person doesn't care, all right? Your average Joe or Karen, if you will, doesn't care about those issues. They care about the economy. They care about gas prices. They care about the stock market. They care about their 401k. They care about their small business. They care about their home. They care about their, uh, their if they're down in Texas, they care about the immigration. Well, they, people care about immigration all over the country. But if you're on the border, you care about these things. You care about the constant influx of illegals. This is what people care about, the fentanyl problem. These are the questions we should be asking everyone who's running for president. Okay? And with, with, uh, with Trump, you get the clown show, right? You get the circus. You get the circus. And I just don't want to participate in watching that. I just don't. Yeah. Is it fun that supposedly Donald Trump really made the CNN, you know, moderator look like an idiot? Yes. And that the panel on CNN after went crazy, apoplectic, because he made her look like an idiot? Of course, because the crowd was cheering him on. Of course, they went crazy. And that's great. I'm looking forward to that stuff. Yes, I I like the fact that MSNBC and CNN is tortured by all of this. But on the other hand, I don't need to really watch any, any town hall with Donald Trump. All right. I just don't. Let me read a statement. And I thought, once again, I thought Domestic was coming on. Maybe he'll be on. Uh, I'll send him a note so he can come on. Uh, you can come on. I'm going to see on tweet. I'm, I'm texting him. I'm texting him. Okay. All uh, right. Okay. So I think I want to read this statement. And this statement is from the DeSantis camp. Okay. This is a statement from Never Back Down. If you watch, if you watch television, you'll see most of the ads that are run, the pro DeSantis ads, are by a Never Back Down committee, and this is like a the Never Back Down pack, right? So, Never Back Down's communications director, Erin Perrine, issued the following statement after this evening's CNN town hall with Donald Trump. On the same day Ron DeSantis was assailing Joe Biden's border crisis, Donald Trump was on CNN attacking DeSantis and lying about finishing the border wall. The CNN town hall was, as expected, over an hour of nonsense that proved Trump is stuck in the past. After 76 years, Trump still doesn't know where he stands on important conservative issues like supporting life and the Second Amendment. How does that make America great again? So that's more of what I was talking about. And that's going to be a big part of DeSantis's campaign. That's the smart way to go. Donald Trump is about the past. Ron DeSantis is about the future. Okay. Ron DeSantis gets things done as he just did in Florida. A list so vast, it took him four minutes to talk about it all, to state everything they had done in the legislature there. So that's going to be the DeSantis campaign. Just what I said. Do you really want more of soap opera and clown car and circus and talking about the 2020 election and Dominion machines and January 6th and this hooker or this prostitute or this porn star? Is that what you want? Because that's what you're going to get 
with Donald Trump, proving proof is the last the town hall we just saw, the 60 minutes we just saw. So that's a great way to go. Obviously, also proves that DeSantis is running. I mean, <laughs> why would never back down, put out a statement if DeSantis wasn't running? Uh, so it's it. I think that's what you're going to see a lot of. And people have to make the decision, you know, are you so uh, obsessed with the past? Are you so obsessed with the soap opera stuff that you want more of it? And there are people who have such shallow, empty lives where this stuff fills it up. They like this. They want more of this. They want more soap opera. They want more drama. They don't want to talk about real issues. It's too boring and mundane. And that's that's what they are, right? That's what these Trump supporters are. When you talk about real issues, they call you boring and low energy. So it's going to be a fight between those people, the cult of Trump, and the people who are just tired of that and want real issues talked about and want someone who can actually get things done and actually lead from up front, not behind, like putting Fauci front and center and letting him take over. Okay? So this is what we're talking about. These are the differences. And uh, I guess Domestic may or may not come on. If he doesn't come on today, we'll get him on tomorrow, and he'll give some of his thoughts. And if you if you watch the debate, uh, the debate, sorry, the town hall, and you want to talk about it, go ahead. Come on. You know, I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say. Maybe give me your take on, on what happened. Um, but there is a story that – oh, Bill, Bill, do you want to come on now? Do you want to come on before I get into the what I want what I really wanted to talk about before the you can come on, Bill, if you want. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about was the this new evidence that anyone watch uh, uh, Comer and the uh, and the uh, Republican Congress talking about the uh, evidence of Biden family's corruption and the incredible amount of evidence. I mean, just an incredible amount of evidence that shows the Biden family's incredible corruption and all the money they've taken in, all the foreign money they've taken in as they created like 20 shell companies, fake companies, which is what you do when you're trying to steal money. And I think I'll, I'll read uh, Greg Jarrett. Is it Greg Jarrett? Yeah, wrote a great story about it, a really in-depth article about it on, on Fox Online where he goes through a lot of the uh, – a lot of the evidence that they provided. But what's, what's really interesting about this is that uh, you're talking about, and I, I thought this point was made very well by the Republicans, is that what business does the Biden family have? There's no business. What business? What, why are they taking in $10 million while Joe Biden is vice president? What, what is the business? The only business is the business of politics. That's what Joe Biden's been for the last five decades, a politician. What family business do they have? At least as they pointed out, as Byron Donalds pointed out, with Donald Trump, you can say, okay, there's the business. It might be Trump Tower. It might be hotels. It might be casinos. But there's the business. He has an actual business. What is the Biden family business? What does Hunter Biden do? What's his job? What's his career? What's the business? There is none. The business is politics and grifting. That's basically what it comes down to, politics and grifting. And so I'll get into it in a second. But what really was amazing is that the amount of evidence 
that this committee came up with is, I mean, exponentially, you could put a number to it, times better, times more than any, any evidence the Democrats ever had that Donald Trump was doing anything corrupt. Okay, anything. There was almost no evidence when it came to Russia, 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 or the Steele dossier. There was almost no evidence when it came to any of that. And it was dragged out for four fucking years. Four years. No evidence. All conjecture, all bullshit, right? Coming out of the mouths of people like Eric Swallows and Adam Shifty. This is, this is, that's all they had was bile. There was no real evidence. There was no real smoking gun. There was no real smoking gun. But here we have lots of smoking guns, lots of paper trails, lots of bank accounts that show that <laughs> something is wrong. And Biden has no answer for it. Also, as I'll read through the article, there's ample evidence now that Biden lied when he said, I don't talk to my son about his business. I don't get involved in my son's business. That was a total lie. They have ample proof that that was a lie. Now, will the, this is a rhetorical question, will the mainstream media like CNN, MSNBC make a big deal over this the way they did Russia, Russia, Russia? Of course not. There's no chance. There's no chance. They will either do all they can to explain this away or they'll just not talk about it. If the, if the evidence is so overwhelming, they just won't talk about it. Because from what I see, it's not easy to just excuse this away, all right? And here's the thing that really gets me, and we've talked about this before. This kind of stuff that the Republican Congress has investigated, coming up with these bank accounts and statements and all this evidence, this is what journalists used to do. This is what real journalists used to do. James Comer made the great point that Watergate, that evidence didn't come from Congress. It came from the Washington Post, right? It came from journalists. Journalists did their job. If journalists today did their job, they would have come up with all this evidence. They would be doing this. But we're not real journalists these days. They're not. They're political activists. And they don't want to do this when it can take out one of their own. They don't want to investigate Joe Biden. They have no problem investigating Donald Trump. And they come up with nothing when they do. But they don't want to investigate Joe Biden. They don't. It's not like the journalism of the 70s where the journalists were impartial when they wanted to do good journalism. And if the evidence led to corruption of a Democrat president, then it did. If it led to the corruption of a Republican president, then it did. Okay. But they wanted to do their job. They wanted to win the Pulitzer Prize. Nowadays, no, no, no. If it's, if it's their cult, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing journalism. We're doing political activism, which now uh, leaves it up to Congress to do the actual investigating, right? Leaves it up to Congress to do the actual uh, journalism. So this is, at Fox News, this is uh, Greg Jarrett, okay? And it was written today, the sheer magnitude of Biden family corruption uncovered by the House Oversight Committee can only be described as breathtaking. It's also alarming. If the fruits of Chairman James Comer's investigation are exactly what they appear to be, Joe Biden may have been jeopardized. 
may have jeopardized our national security by selling out America for cold, hard cash. Documents show that over $10 million in foreign money so far, they found so far, flowed like a river into more than 20 shell companies and LLCs created for the Biden's financial benefit. Much of it was then surreptitiously shuffled around various accounts before it landed in the hands of nine members, nine of Biden's family. Those companies have no apparent business purpose other than to serve as a receptacle for hiding cash derived from suspected influence peddling schemes overseas. The incriminating evidence comes from thousands of subpoenaed banking records, wire transfers, and electronic transactions contained in more than 170 suspicious activity reports that were flagged by banks and sent to the criminal division at the Treasury Department. Now, the Biden administration refused to cough up those records until the committee recently forced its hand. There are still more documents to be examined, suggesting that the Biden profiteering could far exceed the $10 million already tracked. In Washington, where corruption and graft are endemic, the Bidens appear to have taken it to dizzying heights. While greed was the likely motive, concealment was the key to success. In just one deal alone, more than a million dollars involved 16 different wire transfers, ran through five different bank accounts before the funds eventually landed in Biden's family hands. This and other transactions were well hidden in a web of deception and corruption, noted committee member By- Byron Daniels. Cycling through this many companies serves no purpose but to disguise illicit, if not illegal, payments, he concluded. It has always been a misconception that these shady deals never occurred while Biden was in office. The committee discovered that a stunning number of wire transfers happened while he was VP. It's no coincidence that the money sources came from the very countries over which the VP exerted control over foreign policy decisions. What was being bought? More to the point, what were the Bidens selling? Access, as well as promises of future influence that would benefit America's adversaries? Is that possible? A partial answer may reside in a specific document Colmer seeking from the FBI. A credible whistleblower informed the committee that the unclassified record depicts a criminal scheme involving then-VP Biden and a foreign national in the exchange of money for policy decisions. Biden's repeated claims of innocence and his efforts at misdirection are belied by the known facts. He maintains he do nothing about his son's activities, his nefarious activities. Yet, visitor logs prove that Hunter's partners and clients visited Papa Biden at the White House more than 80 times when he was VP. Biden also insists that his family never took money from China. But the committee's newly revealed records show that roughly $6 million was banked by the Bidens from just one of the copious deals with Beijing operatives who had close ties to the Chinese Communist Party and its intelligence apparatus. Citing the president's soft China policies, Comer has drawn a nexus to Biden's questionable handling of COVID, TikTok, spy balloon, theft of intellectual property, and China's manipulation of U.S. currency. Perhaps this explains his utter indifference and no meaningful action to protect vital American interests. The explosive new evidence seems to confirm what has long been suspected. Joe Biden and his family aggressively exploited his public office 
to confer benefits and favors on foreign entities or governments in exchange for money. If this was done to the detriment of our own interests as a nation, as it surely seems so, these schemes could well constitute a variety of crimes that include bribery, fraud, and felony violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. The, the use of multiple accounts to conceal cash activities would qualify as money laundering. Despite his lucrative overseas enterprises, Hunter Biden deliberately ignored the legal requirement that he register as a foreign agent under the Foreign Agents Registration Act. His own emails show that he intended to evade compliance. As former federal prosecutor and Fox contributor Andrew McCarthy explained, such a failure would make his transactions illegal under the law. Beyond the crimes identified under federal statutes, the actions of Joe Biden may rise to the level of an impeachable offense. The U.S. Constitution specifically states that a president can be removed for treason and bribery. Both would apply. If the accusations against him are true and supported by credible evidence, this is exactly what our founding fathers feared the most. They worried that a future president might violate his sacred oath of office by secretly conspiring with malign foreign actors to betray our nation for self-enrichment. The money trail uncovered so far is a damning indictment of corruption at the highest level of government, the current occupant of the white house so this is there's domestic okay we'll get to domestic in a second but this is maybe he'll have something to say about this because i know domestic is a lawyer but why would you once again what is the biden family business is it cement is it olive oil is it construction (laughs) what's the business over 10 million dollars into 20 shell companies and LLCs, okay, going through all of these different banks, 16 different wire transfers, five different bank accounts before landing in the hands of nine Biden family members. Come on now, please, please. But of course, this will be a no story But that, that the, to, the, to the mainstream media. But the fact that Trump uh, peed on a prostitute in Ukraine is a huge, is a huge story because he had a conversation with um, uh, Zelensky, right? That, that that's impeachable. A, a phone call to, Valen- to Zelensky is impeachable, but this is not. Come on, this is so ridiculous. But this is more of once again that double standard you get when it comes to the mainstream media and just recently in the different ways they handle and deal with and cover Donald Trump. And and Joe Biden. I mean, to me, once again, I'm no lawyer. I'm no expert in 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 all these issues of banking and such. But to me, this is just insane. It's insane. Once again, you could point to Donald Trump's businesses. They're real businesses. You might not like them. You might not like Trump Tower and and the Taj Mahal and the casinos and 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 the and the Apprentice and you might not like that stuff. But those are his businesses. What is the business? What is Joe Biden's business? I don't understand. There is none. And he's never been able to state what his business. How can you not simply state what your business is other than saying it's business? What business? What business where your crack addict, hooker, addicted friend, uh, sorry, son 
is making all this money. What? What does he do? What's his expertise? Why do people in China want to give Hunter Biden millions of dollars? Why? What's the reason for it? Domestic, do you have do you have any idea what the Biden family business is before we get into today's uh, CNN town hall? Do you have any? No, no idea. No idea. And I would hate to speculate. Well, but, but there is no business then. If you're in business, usually you can tell people what your business is, right? Right. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but I'll tell you, it will only be impeachable if they want it to be impeachable. That's well, it. it'll be impeachable. The Republican Congress, just like the Democratic Congress, can impeach him, but the Senate will never convict him. You know, that's that's why impeachments are kind of stupid these days, because everything is so divided under political lines that you're never going to get two thirds of the Senate nope. agreeing to impeach somebody. Nope. No way. No way. It won't nope. happen. No matter how bad it is, right? And yep. from what I'm seeing, what, from what I'm seeing from the Republican Congress today, this is pretty bad stuff. This is pretty bad. This is pretty damning. I mean, this is typical money laundering uh, when you're having things go through different wire transfers and once in different banks and and, and ending up in the hands, hands of everyone in Biden's family. It doesn't look too good, does it? No, it doesn't. You know, so. And um, again, they only make it a scandal if they want it to be a scandal. Otherwise, it's just going to be more talking and more more of nothing. Well, speaking of more talking and more of nothing, <laughs> you know, you got on my case. I, I did a whole intro about this, about why I didn't watch the debate. But um, what I'm going to do, because I want to read it again, because you weren't here when I read it. But this is the it's only it's only a minute long. Uh, this is the statement once again. Then you can tell me all you want about what you watched tonight. But this is the statement from the Never Back Down Communications Director, Aaron Perrine, uh, said uh, this is a uh, uh, Never Back Down uh, committee. OK. On the same day, Ron DeSantis was assailing Joe Biden's border crisis, talking about the border crisis. Donald Trump was on CNN attacking DeSantis and lying about finishing the border wall. The CNN town hall was, as expected, over an hour of nonsense that proved Trump is stuck in the past. After 76 years, Trump still doesn't know where he stands on important conservative issues like supporting life and the Second Amendment. How exactly does that make America great again? That's the statement from the Never Back Down Committee. All right, all right, Domestic, what did you want to say from the town hall? Well, you know, um, I wouldn't, this is a very dark and very negative spin on uh, what happened tonight. So I, I want to say a couple of positive things. First of all, it was very well put together and uh, it's just, it was very well structured. And I really like the debate. The lady that was running the show, she really got in his face. And yes, a lot of what he said was repetitive, what we've heard a million times before. But just seeing someone who can handle this type of tough rhetoric and tough debate, and, uh, you know, he even called her a nasty woman, I think, once, and just just being being able to handle the most difficult questions about anything from the recent verdict to the f classified files to Ukraine uh, is just, uh, you know, you need a president who can handle that, and you don't have to like Trump. You don't have to have him as your first choice to 
appreciate his ability to do that. Now, two specific things I wanted that stood out to me. She really wanted him to uh, him to say that he wants Ukraine to win, or that he. And he would refuse. He wouldn't say it. He just said, "I, I, I want the parties to settle. I want pe- the pe- I want both sides to stop fighting and losing lives." And then in the end, she asked a rotten question, a rotten hypocritical question that I think you would appreciate. She asked him, "Would you commit to accepting the election results in 2024, regardless of whether you win or lose?" And he's like. That depends on whether I'm going to think that they're well run and they're honest or not. How can you commit to accepting something that hasn't happened yet? So she kept pushing, she kept pushing. Then she says, oh, well, then it means that you won't accept. Typical liberal, deranged, hypocritical, twisted uh, logic and twisted question. That's it. Well, when he calls her, what do you call her? What do you call her? A nasty person? Is that what he yeah. said? Yeah. That plays really well with his base. We don't know how well that places with the in the, with the half of the country that considers themselves independents. We don't know. We kind of know. We kind of know because usually they don't like – we don't know really how that plays where someone who's running for president calls someone on CNN a nasty person. I think they expect to say it. They're used to it. They're used to that type of stuff. But he still shook her hand at the end, so <laughs> – No, no, no. But, you know, it's like that – it's not something most – it's not something most former presidents would, would say to people. I didn't like that he, uh, of course, attacked DeSantis, called him DeSantimonious, trashed him, how low in the rating he is and all that. And I, I think as a, as a former president, you can safely run your town hall without trashing anyone like DeSantis, let alone him. Well, that's the thing about Donald Trump. And this is, what I, this is the response I'm seeing on, on Twitter. From the people, let's say, like George Takai, the lefties who hate Donald They're mostly saying, oh, my God, what did CNN do? Because I think they realize that he commanded the town hall, right? That he got the best of her, that the audience. So they are upset that CNN gave him an hour, okay, a free hour. Now, the people on the right, the Trump supporters, are saying he kicked her ass. And he, like you said, he answered questions well, and he commanded it, and he didn't let her get the best of him, and so on and so forth. So, so both sides are kind of admitting he, he commanded it, and he did well. Well, um, I was suspecting it might have been a trap, and maybe it was a trap, because right after the town hall, they had a seven people in the studio sitting and just criticizing every single word. Every single lie, every single thing. So it's possible that they wanted to refresh in people's memory what it is that's so awful about Trump. Maybe that's the spin they wanted. Plus, they were desperate for ratings, as you said. Wait a minute. When you said afterwards, you mean the CNN panel, right? Correct. Correct. You mean like John King and the people who work at CNN? Correct. Yeah, well, they were apoplectic because I think they realized that he commanded that town hall. I think they that didn't sit well with. They got he got under their skin like he always does. Well, but, what got you know. what got under the skin is that the crowd in New Hampshire, that specific crowd, yeah. really supported Trump and was cheering for him. But that was expected, right? Well, wasn't that a wasn't that a CNN run crowd? Didn't they decide who got in? <laughs> I don't know, but they did it in New Hampshire. Did. Yeah, they did. But yeah, everybody was very much 
pro-Trump in that in that town hall for sure. And there was no I expected some heckling, I expected some disruption, nothing, zero. That's bad news if CNN put the crowd together and they were pro-Trump. It wasn't like Fox News put the crowd together. So it's that's that doesn't look too good for CNN. <laughs> that it was a pro it was it was a pro-Trump, it wasn't a Trump rally. It was a CNN sponsored town. It hall. looked like a rally. Right. It did look like a rally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know, you know, my issue with Trump is is exactly what the DeSantis committee said that there's too much with him of the past, of soap opera, of clown car, of circus, of twenty twenty, of Dominion voting machines, of January sixth. And there's too little of what's happening right now, which is what the media wants. The liberal media doesn't want to focus on Joe Biden's record. They yeah. want to focus on Donald Trump's past. And that Trump running allows them to do that. If he were not here, they couldn't do that. With DeSantis, they're going to have to talk about Joe Biden. And One more thing I don't like about him, and I'm sure he does it on purpose when people ask him a specific direct question, he immediately goes off on a tangent to just say something that he already said a thousand times before. For example, one guy asked him about, uh, God, I forgot what it was. Oh, about interference with private businesses, how DeSantis interferes with private businesses, mm. what Trump would interfere with private business, and the Trump immediately went into talking about uh, withdrawing from Afghanistan. I mean, it's like, what a disaster. What does it have to do with... So, uh, You mean he didn't, he didn't directly, directly answer, answer that, that question? Directly or, in, uh, or indirectly, yes. Yeah. So he could work on that because I think any person with minimal intuition in any context in life will consider dodging a question as some kind of sign of disingenuineness, right? Yeah. 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 But the question, but the question is, also, is also, why is CNN giving Donald Trump a free hour now before DeSantis is even into it, before things even get rolling? It's like you have to, once again, I guess the obvious answer is ratings, right? They want a ratings boost. And he, they know he gets ratings, you know. You know so, so it's not like they gave him the hour because they, you know, uh, want and love Donald Trump and wanted to give him a forum. You know, they, they just they want the ratings, and, you know, and they'll so, get the ratings. They'll get so, it. You'll see. I'm sure so a lot of people watch. Plus, plus, if you come from the assumption that he's his worst enemy, which is possible, although tonight he wasn't quite as bad, but if, you know, you show to the people, hey, this guy still, like you said, talks about election. He calls the jury basically, the judge is rigged, the jury is stupid, everybody's lying, everyone is stupid. So maybe they want a reminder to people that this is who he still is in case you forgot. I don't know. It could be. I mean, that could be. Who forgot, though? <laughs> How many people forgot? I mean, I don't think it's not that long ago, you know, but... Uh, the the fact that the crowd was on his side is a little odd. I, I don't know what to make of that. Like I said, because CNN decided who got in. So I'm sure they made sure it wasn't all Trump supporters. I'm sure they interviewed everybody before they let them in there. So I don't get that too much. I don't get that too much. You know, look, Joe Biden's ratings are in the dump. No one likes Joe Biden anymore. And now his ratings going to take more hits with this with this corruption stuff with the money. And especially if that really takes hold. And they can really prove crimes. That's going to kill. I mean, he's in, he's he's in trouble. He really is in trouble. But yeah. I wouldn't fool myself or anyone else who listens to me in believing that Donald Trump will beat him. 
come, you know, November of next year. But I, I know that Ron DeSantis would. I don't think it would even be close. Right. I really I, don't. Wondering, I think it would be close. People into myself, I always thought that one of the problems with Trump was that he's talking out of his ass. You know, this is a perfect call, the best call ever. We're the best. I am the best in the history of, you know, everything ever that existed on earth. Fine. He's a liar. But, uh, at least I can listen to Trump. Listening to Biden is completely pointless because everything <laughs> Is 180. Pandemic of the unvaccinated, that means that it's everyone's pandemic. No boots on the ground means there is, there is boots on the ground. I mean, think 180, every single thing. So he's really not worth listening to. No, and he doesn't get ratings because he's not as exciting as Trump. He doesn't have the reality show allure. That Donald Trump. No one does. Neither does Ron DeSantis. But Only also, Trump what he that. says means absolutely nothing. What Biden says means nothing. It, the opposite, the exact opposite could be true. Right. Secure oh. means it's insecure. Our economy is growing or uh, we are with inflation under control means the exact opposite. Right. Yeah. But um, I think, once again, the media will do whatever they can to shape the election the way they want. So you yeah. have to watch for that. They're going yeah. to try to shape this. We know what they do. They try to rig Break the game the in their way. way. Forget about, about voting machines or ballot harvesting. harvesting. The media will try to rig it in their own way, which is by shaping the narrative of the race. Yeah. And I truly believe they know that the best chance Joe Biden has to win is running against Donald Trump again because he simply just beat him. You know, so they'll just look at their past. They'll look at the 81 million votes that Joe Biden got against Donald Trump. And they know that DeSantis is probably a bigger threat to Joe Biden. So they're going to try to shape it. So Donald Trump wins the primary. You know, and I just he, have one question. CNN was supposed to commit to being a little bit more fair. Why do they need seven people in the studio to say this? That was the most ridiculous. Someone showed a shot of the table me, with that seven was me. people. Why don't you have 35 people? What <laughs> that was me. Seven people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's Pressing. like, you know what? Yeah, they need a whole team to go after him, right? You know what I about the town hall and you know you kind of expect it wasn't like a sean hannity just feeding questions to trump to help him talk about how wonderful he's but this was a difficult town hall she got in his face and she was barking at him and disagreeing with him and telling him that he's a, basically a liar so th this is when you see what people are made of and we know what trump is made of but still this is the type of debate you want to see that's what you want to see in the newsroom too no 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 no, no. but the problem is Domestic. Yeah. You know the problem. It's only one way. They don't do that with Joe Biden. They'll do that with Trump, and they'll do it with DeSantis as well. But they'll never grill Joe Biden. No, 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 no. Joe, no. Biden, Joe Biden, they ask, you know, what kind of ice cream are you yeah. eating tomorrow? You know, seriously, I'm not even joking. They've asked. That's the question they actually asked, right? So it's it's like, that's it. They're not going to ask Joe Biden about his business dealings. They're not going to – how could you be a real journalist and you can't even ask Joe Biden the question – Dude, what's your family business, Jack? What's the business? What is it? Is it upholstery? Do you make jeans? Is it, is, it, is it birthday cards? What is it? What the fuck is your business? They don't even ask that simple question. These people cannot be trusted. We know that. We know that. 
They have their narrative. They're political activists who have the, please come on. Do we have to even talk about what they'd be doing if Democrats had all this evidence against Donald Trump? Ten million dollars for, for 30 different companies, 10 different bank accounts, all these wire transfers. And there's no business. Come on. We know what they would do. Yeah. So really, you can't trust these networks. Once again, they want ratings and they want Trump to be the nominee. That's what they want. They want Trump to be the nominee for ratings, and they think Biden has the best chance to beat him. That's it. That's what they want. That's why they're doing all of this stuff. So you you, you don't even know, domestic, I don't trust CNN or MSNBC or most of the mainstream media at all. For all you know, they might have had those people planted there to make Trump look good. It might have all been planned to make him look good, to help him win the primary, to give him another boost in the polls. I don't trust them for a second. Not for a second. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, well, wait, hey, has anyone asked when the uh, JFK Jr. town hall is going to be? No. Uh, RFK Jr.? Are they doing an RFK Jr. town hall? <laughs> well, they should, shouldn't they? He's, I he's don't getting. Think so. He's getting as much so. a percentage of the vote now as as DeSantis is in his primary. The guy's getting like 22%. Why isn't he getting a town hall? Well, maybe he will. We still have a whole year ahead of Domestic, us. They gave Jill Biden a town hall. Uh, Jill Biden. They gave Jill Stein a town hall. They're not going to give RFK Jr. A, a town hall. They have to. No, but they course, will. I they say, will. I say they have to. but It's too early. You know, it's too early yeah. in the game. They will. You know, so. Anyway, is there anything else that that you you thought about tonight that you want to point out? Anything else that really stood out to you? Uh, let's see. Anything else that stood out to me? Um, I still think that Trump has a potential. He has a lot of problems, but he's still worth listening to. He has some good ideas, and uh, you know, just because he's not your first choice, or because th there is a lot of bad things. We want to be different from the other side. We don't want to have this extreme, you know, 100% yes or 100% no type of approach. We should be able to see the nuance and uh, pick the good things in people and then, you know, and criticize the other side without. Now, yeah. Okay. Now, speaking about not being able to trust the mainstream media, I don't know if you saw this today, but I know you, you have uh, you have an opinion over this. So, MSNBC post a tweet. And this is the tweet they posted about six hours ago. Matt Taibbi, who helped push the Twitter files conspiracy theory. <laughs> Conspir Can you believe these people? Now, this is what I mean about the, the media being the enemy of the people. The Twitter files is a conspiracy theory. How many email? How many hundreds of emails did we see? Actual emails back and forth. A lot. Between, yes. So, yeah. but they call it a conspiracy. In other words, don't believe what you saw. Don't believe the evidence. Don't believe all those emails. It's all made up. It's a crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy. They have the nerve to call an actual one of maybe three or four real journalists left in the fucking country. Matt Taibbi, a conspiracy theorist. The people who pushed Russia, Russia, Russia. The people who pushed the Steele dossier. The people who won't even... Take one fucking day to investigate Joe Biden's fake businesses. They have the fucking balls to call Matt Taibbi in the Twitter files where he did days and days of, of 
of fucking digging up and found hundreds of emails, direct emails between the government and the FBI and the fuck that ran Twitter, a conspiracy theory. So once again, I, I, I criticize Trump a lot, but I think the enemy of the people is an understatement. These people are the, the worst of society. How do you, as a news, quote-unquote, news organization, call the Twitter files a conspiracy theory? Yeah, I'm really stunned. I really thought they would be all over it. And, like, you know, this is what people actually wrote. These are these the emails from FBI to social media networks, and the lawyers are talking about the lawyers so who, who deposed all these people who were involved in something that was a clear cooperation about censoring people. You would think that this is the time everybody would come together, but no, partisanship has no borders. It's truly blind. But absolutely, but but it's worse than ever before because once again, a real media, real journalists, they would have been the ones to dig up all of the Twitter files, right? They yeah. would have been on it. Real journalists would have been on it, right? We're talking about the masses of journalists, not just one or two like Mike Mataibi. Or, or in the or very Shil- least, they would appreciate the truth when it's well, uncovered instead of like... and re- Right. Yeah. And remember, we wouldn't even know any of this if Elon Musk hadn't bought Twitter. There'd right. be no Matt Taibbi or Mike Schellenberger um, if, 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 if Elon Musk hadn't bought Twitter. Because once again, the actual media doesn't do their job. They should have done this. It it shouldn't have taken a billionaire. It shouldn't have taken a multi-billionaire to do this, right? The media should have done this on their own, but they don't. Not only do they not do it, but then when someone else, when a real journalist does it, they call it a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Don't don't believe your eyes. They always say this. Don't believe your lying eyes. Believe us when we (laughs) tell you something is real or not. Don't believe your own eyes and your own ears and your brain. Just listen to what we're telling you is real and isn't real. And it's, it's a frightening society. I don't, you know, this is not good for society. We don't have a real media. Right? We don't have real journalists. They don't exist. And the ones who exist are defamed. The ones who exist are bashed. The ones who exist, they send the IRS after, as we know, the Biden administration sent the IRS after Matt Taibbi. So yeah. this is the problem. And this is very, very dangerous. This is why I, I, I wanted to remark, Bill Maher has a podcast. And, you know, Bill Maher's been saying a lot of things that make sense lately on his on his HBO show. But right. on his podcast, he had on, uh, what's his, Dr. Phil, because Dr. Phil's retiring. And he got on Dr. Phil's case because Dr. Phil wouldn't admit wouldn't say that he felt Trump was more of a danger to our democracy than Joe Biden. And I really, I wanted to smack Bill Maher in the fucking face. So he truly believes that Donald Trump is more of a danger to our democracy than Joe Biden. After what we've seen with these Twitter files, right? After what Joe Biden did with lockdowns and vaccine mandates, and not allowing people into the country if they're not vaccinated, not allowing people to work here, wanted to force as many people to get the vaccine as possible. They couldn't work here on sending the IRS against a journalist. When did Trump do any of that stuff? You know, I really wanted to smack the guy in his face. It's obvious that Joe Biden is much more of a threat 
to our democracy. No, absolutely. Especially absolutely. if he's in cahoots with the Chinese Communist Party and getting money from the Chinese Communist Party for political favors. You're telling me you think Trump, why? Because he tweets mean? A mean tweeter is, is more dangerous to democracy than Joe Biden? So how could Bill Maher, after saying all these great things for the last three years, be so fucking dumb? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, those are good questions. So something to think about. Um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, you know, don't go see Bill Maher live. He was just here in San Francisco, wasn't he? Yeah, and that was a great Oh, he had some really good guests and he has Andrew Tang. You know, if he asks 10 great questions and he has 10 great opinions and then he says something that pisses us off, you know, 10% of the time, I will take it. Uh, we cannot expect to agree with someone 100% of the time. And we surely have to give him credit for coming such a long way from where he was not so long ago. He's one of the people who woke up, maybe not fully, but for the most part. Well... The problem is he's still suffering from he hasn't been fully cured of Trump derangement <laughs> syndrome. That's but, the problem. He's but still, some <laughs> but some of us in fact were infected with Trump derangement syndrome, including you including um yourself, your honor. What do you mean? I have Trump derangement syndrome? A little bit. A little bit. What understandably so. Understandably so. I don't have Trump what what do you mean? I lo- I hate him too much? Yeah. No, I don't. No, no okay. let well, me make it very clear. I want to make it very clear again. Okay. If 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 he I don't think he will be the nominee. I think DeSantis will. But if it's Trump versus Biden, I will be I voting be for Trump. So oh, good. OK, I don't I, I, I have no hatred. Well, Once what again, I like about I, what I, you I'm said, not in any cult, the cult of yeah. love or the what, cult of hate. What I like about what you said is that you leave a possibility. It really depends on and we should keep an open mind. It really depends on who he is running against and it's relative um i was surprised that you didn't watch a town hall because i just couldn't imagine that you would miss something like that like a year ago or two years ago you would never miss something like that but i've seen enough of his town halls i mean if you've seen a movie 20 times you don't have to see it at 21st time (laughs) and his town halls are all the same and it's partly his fault and it's partly the journalist's fault the journalists (laughs) sorry the people who work at cnn's or msnbc's fault it's um actually i i would more likely watch a, a Trump town hall on Fox because I know they're going to ask about like real issues like the economy and the border. They're not going to harp on 2020 or January 6th or pissing on prostitutes or Stormy Daniels or, you know, E. Jean Carroll. They're not going to focus on that crap, that soap opera crap. So part of it, once again, I, I really I think the main reason why I didn't watch it is more CNN than Trump, to tell you the truth, because if Trump did that with Hannity or, or Tucker Carlson, I, I would have watched it. I would have watched it. So I shouldn't put all the onus on Trump. It's I know what CNN's going to ask, and I know how it's going to go, right? So, And you proved to me it went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. You yeah. Know, but, but I thank you for coming on and talking about it. Thanks a lot. No, you thank see, you for having you me. You can watch these things for me. You can be tortured. And then you can come on. <laughs> you and need tell to delegate some of the filth, some of the torture. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I yes. appreciate it. Of course. Domestic, thanks. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Sure. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I want to say, before I put Daniel on, something unnerved me. <laughs> this I found unnerved. Maybe someone can call in if you have any ideas. All right. So, okay. I've been doing this show for about 
what is this now? Maybe 13, 14 months on call-in. And so I've done nearly 400 shows overall, right, between before call-in and maybe, you know, between 250, 300 shows on call-in over the last five days a week, over the last year plus. Now, usually, you know, I I do the show live and then I, you know, I, I uh, put it up there so people can listen to it uh, after. I archive it. And usually I get, and this is public knowledge, you can go and look, I usually get between 30 and 50 replays people people you know playing it over the 24-hour period after i put it up there the first 24 hours usually get between 30 and 50 plays okay so (laughs) yes yesterday i go on and i'm just doing some stuff and i notice (laughs) the number of plays next to monday show this past monday the eighth show is 1600 i saw a k and i said what the fuck it can't be 1.6 1.6 thousand and now it's up to 1.7 1700 so i don't know what happened and i'm a little unnerved and it's just monday's show it wasn't friday's yesterday's show didn't get that many it, those were all normal amount of plays but why did all of a sudden monday's show get 16 now 1700 plays so i'm thinking to myself was it, did I say something different? What is something in there? Is it, you know, and I'm paranoid. I, I'm, I, what, what, did, uh, what did Al Pacino say in, uh, in uh, Scarface? I'm what you call uh, paranoid, paranoid. You know, so I'm in, I'm paranoid as to why all of a sudden I got all these listens for that one show. Now, I don't know. Did someone on Twitter who's a, you know, big name with a lot of followers retweet it? Was it Truth Social? Because, you know, my stuff's on Truth Social. I can't seem to track it down, though. I can't find any retweets. Like, I knew it. Like, if it, if Tucker Carlson retweeted my podcast, it would say, Tucker Carlson retweeted your podcast. I can't find anything. I can't find anything out of the ordinary. So I don't know what happened. And I'm trying to figure it out. I have no clue as to what happened. But it's like one of those things where you want to like, is there a recipe that needs to be repeated <laughs> that I just don't know? I don't know, but I don't know what I put in the pasta. I don't know what I did. I'm a little unnerved though. It's, it's unnerving when all of a sudden one show gets, you know, <laughs> how many times more, 200, 300 times more <laughs> listens than normal shows. I don't know. Maybe people have some ideas if you're, a, you know, if you have any, opinions or ideas on why this may have happened. Daniel, do you have any idea of why that may have happened? No, but, um, you know, I, 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 I can't believe you wouldn't watch a movie for the 21st time. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Is that what strikes I, you as odd? I read my kids all 66 of the original Hardy Boys series of books. Oh, uh, so right. I can't, can't, you know, that, that can't, can't believe you wouldn't go for 21 times. Even, I mean, th- those, those were all sequels, granted, but yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm such a paranoid person. I have like guilt. I don't know if it's white guilt. It's just maybe it's Jewish guilt, Italian guilt. I'm such a paranoid person that I'm thinking, and you don't make it any worse with your response to this. I'm thinking, <laughs> is, is this going through like the FBI, the CIA, or you know, is it is is a uh, you know, lawyers listening to this? Did I say something that I'm going to get sued for? That's where I go. I don't think. I'm such I have such low self-esteem. I don't think, well, Mike, you do a great show. So it spread around. I don't think that right away. I think, okay, who's coming after me? Who's coming after me? You know, so 
Yeah, next. well, maybe maybe it's some of those new eighty-five thousand IRS agents are. <laughs> no, thanks, thanks a lot, Daniel. I appreciate it. That's, Eighty-seven thousand. Sorry, that's helpful. Thank yeah. you, thank you. So the <laughs> FBI sent us to the IRS, and they sent us to the CIA. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, they got to do something. I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're certainly not working on the Hunter Biden case. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. That's true. They're not working on the Hunter Biden case, you know. So who yeah, knows? That, that, on Mike Chopoli's case. Yeah, that's an amazing yeah. situation. Uh, just, just the tax evasion itself that's been going on in the the uh, Biden family sh- should be enough to to sink them. But uh, did you see the the mainstream media? I'm reporting on it one bit today. Um, I, I, I'm not a. I don't have a television, but um, I didn't catch any uh, CNN or. Uh, oh, at you mean on the Hunter Biden corruption stuff? The evidence exactly. Exactly. No, just a, a couple of a couple of like uh, stories sprinkled here and there, just because they, you know, they're going through the motions. Like they had to do it. They had to put like one story each about it, but they're reporting on it like. Basically, you know, their reporting is basically like the nutty Republicans. This is what they're saying now. Right. The crazy Republicans. This is we're reporting on not Joe Biden's corruption, but on the crazy Republicans making it look like he's corrupt. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in you and you domestic, we're talking about the the media and and the corruption that goes on our media. You know, we just have to find a way. And, and I know it's difficult to just ignore them. I mean, the fourth estate is literally dead. They yeah. are no longer a anything that, that can really resembles a working media in this country anymore. It is really up to the fifth estate at this point. It is really up to people like Matt Taibbi. Of course, the fourth estate is going to be calling the fifth estate uh, conspiracy theorists. That's what these people do. They call they call anyone that thought the Hunter Biden laptop was actually legit. Um, conspiracy theorists, uh, and, and now we're finding it's you know it's just a, it's a virtual Trevor treasure trove trove for investigators, and 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 there probably will be some charges against uh, uh, Biden, uh, at least Hunter Biden at at some point, maybe the rest of his family. Uh, it's going to be hard to escape, you know, the, what's what's what they what they've been doing. And just it, I was just one of the. Um, um, transactions that occurred. There was something. It was. I think it might have been a Romanian um, who funneled a million dollars to him, and he did right. it in like and he did it in like sixteen parts to sixteen different LLCs, and okay. then in the end, they all ended up in one account, got funneled into one account. So they were funneled through like a bunch of cap, like a capillary bed, like an artery coming into the capillary bed, fed off into sixteen capillaries, all to come back into one vein. If you have legitimate business, you have one company name and you have a bank account that everything goes into. What is this with 20 companies and, and five different bank accounts and all these different wire transfers? If you have a legitimate business, you actually provide some service or make something. And nobody has any freaking clue, as you've been saying, what the Biden family business is here. Right. What is their business? Yeah. What are they involved in? What? what? Yeah. You know, I jokingly said, you know, the cement, the construction business and olive oil. <laughs> You know, at least make it something. Pull something out of the Godfather. Do something. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Cement galoshes. Yeah. Yes, cement galoshes. Exactly. But they, it's not suspicious to these lame brains in the media that 
he doesn't have an actual business that he can't just state, well, our business is this. Our business of course it's is suspicious. This. Of course it's suspicious. But the the the, the uh, censorship industrial complex—they're doing their job. They're 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 censoring. I mean, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna uh, be, uh, you know do something that's profitable for the pharmaceutical industry, if you're not gonna do something that's profitable for the med- medical industrial complex and the military industrial complex, then they want nothing to do with that story. I mean, where's where's the profit? Who, who who's Who's um, who's paying for advertisement that is connected with any of the Hunter Biden corruption? As far as I know, they're not like Archer Ben Daniel Midland on the uh, Sunday morning shows back in the day where they're saying Biden, whatever, you know, um, and, 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 you know, because because just like Archer Daniel Midland, no one no one knew what they did. <laughs> they didn't have any idea what they're advertising. So, so, I mean, why, why isn't why isn't Biden family? Because they no one knows what they do, and, and no one would know why they're advertising. Um, why, why don't they have any spots yet on there? Well, they're, they're just well, not, they're, and, they're and just why not big the, enough fish yet. Yeah, why is the FBI providing protection? They won't give Congress. They won't give Congress an informant file alleging of that Biden they won't, took bribes because they, they they're complicit in the whole thing. They've been denying that the laptop even fucking existed. It's insane. The, the, now, the FBI, FBI, FBI at this point should not be treated by Congress as though they are an institution that has at its heart goodwill for the American people. They have lied over the last five years about the Hunter Biden laptop. The whole administration has. The FBI has been covering for them. This this is this is part of a, a, a corruption, a web of a web of corruption. They they should not be treating the FBI with any deference at all. They are not one of the three branches of our government. No, which is why people like myself and many other people on the right think that the FBI needs to be, along with everyone else, dismantled. Along with all these three letter agencies, <laughs> dismantled and rebuilt. You know, I'm not saying we don't need an FBI, but we need an FBI that actually works and works for the people. Yep. And it's I mean, a nefarious CDC. organization that works for the Democratic Party or yep. any yep. one party or any one person. Yep. And we need a CDC and an FEC. And a, a, a and although the WHO isn't our organization, we could make it our bitch if we want to. Um, we need to make it our bitch and, 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 and reorganize that. And yeah, there's there's. Uh, you know, when 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 Trump talked about the deep state in, in his initial um, um, uh, um, bid for the presidency, I, I thought it was a little bit goofy. Mm-hmm. It just shows how naive I naive I was at that time. You know, at, at my advanced age, how naive I was because I'll be I'll be damned if this if this state. Uh, that, that, that I mean, this, this the level of corruption that is in so many of our institutions, the CDC, a, a, a center for disease control, did nothing to control disease and only promoted hysteria for the last three years. The FBI, which is responsible for investigating crime, investigates zero crime at the highest level when it comes to Hunter Biden. I mean, what what the fuck are these organizations for? If you can, if this isn't a deep state. Show me one. Yes. Yeah. Now, of course, this is how Axios and other left-leaning DNC-owned outlets report on this. What we know about the GOP's big, vague claims about Biden. Big, vague claims of an alleged criminal scheme. I mean, you know, it's these people are crazy. But you know what it is? 
like MSNBC calling the Twitter files a conspiracy theory and all that stuff. They know who they're playing to. They're playing to the lowest common denominator person. And they know they're that. Playing to, they're playing to an audience that still thinks that they're legitimate as a, as a media, as a source of media in, um, in the United States of America that, that needs to be protected by the First Amendment. That's not what these people are anymore. These people are mercenary journalists. They're working for pharma. They're working for the medical industrial complex, the military industrial complex. These people aren't part of the media as we, as we have known it for since 1776. They simply aren't. They, 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 they're done, as I've said before, as a as a as a media, as a source of uh, speech um, and, and critical speech. They're done. They're dead. They're 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 no longer function as the fourth estate. And they're finished. The, the fifth estate is our only hope at this point. Right. Absolutely. The fifth estate is the only hope we have. It is, you know. And once again, and here you have also the, the New York Times saying, oh, this is all nothing smoke and mirrors there's nothing here nothing here the republicans provided no evidence no no it's perfectly normal to make t- tens of million for a fucking a, a meth addicted um you know uh gigolo to getting paid millions of dollars and the entire biden family nine of them getting paid millions of dollars from foreign companies through 12 bank accounts and 30 companies and 56 wire transfers there's no what wrongdoing and there's no business. They can't, can the New York Times name a business with Hunter? They can't read. I'm reading all these stories and they can't name a business with business. But of course, it's all nothing to see here. It's all nothing to see here. But remember, Russia, Russia, Russia was real. Exactly. That was real. Exactly. Jeez. Exactly. I mean, the, the, like I said, so, so the question is, Rather, rather than complain about it, I mean, this, which one, this is the question I'm asking myself at this point. Okay, the fourth estate is dead. The fifth estate is our only hope. How do we speak about the fourth estate then? Do we argue with them as, as we are doing presently when we know that they are corrupt? Is that, is that what our should, wall should be? I don't think so. I think we need, to, need a different cat. Um, arguing with them um, when they can have such a big me- megaphone, I, I don't think that's um, a wise thing to do. I don't because they aren't arguing in good faith. They aren't purporting in good faith. It's not really journalism. Um, so, so, so we are we are still giving them uh, the deference that one would give to a functioning media in a democracy. And they aren't. They haven't earned it. Aren't owned it, and they've abandoned it entirely. So we we still haven't caught up to how we should be talking to these people and and interacting with them and how we should um, be listening to them. Um, it, it's it's. It, it, we're not there yet. We don't know how to deal with it. And, and, and part, in part we, is because the fifth estate is, is fairly new yeah. and we don't know how to pit the two against each other in a way that, um, that yields the truth th- through competition. Yeah. And like I said, there's no real, real journalists would say, okay, oh, great. Thank you, Congress, for doing our job and finding all this information. Now we're going to take it from here and we're really going to investigate. We're going to find out what the connections are, if there's criminal activity or if it's just unethical. But here's the thing also, I think to me, it reeks of totally criminal activity. Uh, But put it this way, let's say a best case scenario for Joe Biden and his family and Hunter is just unethical. That's okay. It's not, it's not okay for Donald Trump to do unethical things, right? But it's okay for Joe Biden to do unethical things. That's fine. That's nothing. That's not against his record at all. And voters should not even consider that when when thinking about reelecting him, because it's, it's only 
unethical. We couldn't find criminal. We could find unethical, amoral, but not criminal. So Joe Biden's a great guy and there's nothing to see here. This is the bullshit they push when Donald, when they couldn't find any actual criminal evidence, they would just say, well, Donald Trump is an unethical bore, right? An amoral, unethical bore, and therefore he shouldn't be president. That was their whole push, really. They never had, they never showed the people evidence of anything. For either impeachment, there was no evidence of anything. It was just, he's unethical, and we hate him, and we're going to impeach him. That was fine. But Joe Biden's unethical, possible criminal, but definitely unethical and immoral actions, that's just all smoke and mirrors from the Republicans who don't like Joe Biden. You know, these people think they should be taken seriously. They really do. They think they should be taken seriously. And it's just utter trash. It's political activists, political activists who they give a forum to write flop. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I don't know if they think... (coughs) I don't know if they think... Pretending to be journalism. Yeah, I don't Sorry. know if they if they think they should be taken seriously or not, or care whether they, whether they, what 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 they care about is whether they can manipulate um, the, the masses, um, and they did the, a fine job of that when it comes to the uh, the pan hysteria and the shittiest vaccine ever created. Um, that, that that demonstrated um, more than I mean, I just can't. Five years ago, I simply couldn't have imagined that the media could have that much power that they could force people to, in in many cities across the country, to adopt vaccine mandates so so that people couldn't go into restaurants, so they couldn't go to their place of work. Um, I just wouldn't imagine that they had that much power, but they have that much power. And and they don't care, I don't think, if you take them seriously. Well, they do to the extent that they want you to believe their propaganda and they want you to um, and, and they want you to not be able to see past their censorship. But, that you know, that that's what it is. That's what it is. It's mercenary journalism. Uh, it's part of a sense, a sense, a, a sensorial. Ah, is that a good word? Sensorial, It's part of a censorship complex. Um, they are, they, like I said, <laughs> they're simply not the fourth estate. They are not. They, 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 they they transform the fourth estate. The, the fourth estate may be mutated in some way, um, but they are simply not the fourth estate anymore. They're not. And, and we have to stop treating them like they are. And that means we have to take a different tack with them. We can't argue with them anymore. We have to treat them. Well, here's the summary. Here's how I should sum this up. We have to treat them as the illegitimate institution that they have become. Yeah. But unfortunately, once again, there are so many people out there, most of them are like big city liberals who think these this is this is the real journalism. They're still getting real journalism. This is still 40, 50 years ago when these papers could be trusted. This is where they get all their information from. I, I know I know big city liberals who I guess in the old days, maybe they don't do it anymore, would get the New York Times and, and the Washington Post delivered to their apartment or their house. Right. Because this is the real news to them. And there are still many, most, the majority of the liberals, especially the cultural elites, who take this stuff as actual fact. If the New York Times, they believe, if the New York Times or the Washington Post is saying it, it's true, period. And everything else is lies and conspiracy theories. So I, I have no people, doubt that there are people like that. No yeah. doubt. But we, have to, we, but we have to take a different tact, and that's my point. We have to treat them for what they are, and they are, not, they are not a legitimate news organization. None of the mainstream media is at this point. They're all mercenary journalism. 
journalists, we have to treat them as such. If we argue with them, we give them legitimacy that they should not have. So we have to we have to find a different way of, of, of dealing with them. Part of that part of that could be simply pitting the fourth against the fifth estate and let the truth win. Let the competition for for truth in this marketplace of truth win. And the fifth estate's going can win it. It can now. It, it has the ability to win it now, and it's and it's gaining more and more power. And they're afraid. I mean, it's obvious that the fourth estate of mercenary journalists are, are afraid, or else they wouldn't be saying things like uh, that. They wouldn't be uh, um, talking about my, Matt Taibbi and um, <coughs> and <coughs> and the rest of the. <coughs> sorry, I still got the cough. <coughs> well, you know what, Daniel. If you had gotten the 27 jabs, you wouldn't have the cough anymore. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'd have myocarditis. I was going to say, you would have occlusions. I'd be blind. And, but, and, you wouldn't, but you wouldn't have the cough anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'd be blind and heartless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> blind and heartless. Yeah. No, we don't want you blind and heartless. <laughs> not a good way to be. Blind not, 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 a, not a good way to go. No. Not a good way. Not a good way. Not a good way to go. Yeah. No, but you're right. We have to. We the, the, those of us with with common sense need to just understand that there is no real journalism anymore. There isn't. There are very few of them. Right? There are the Matt Taibbi's. There are the Schellenbergers. There are the you know uh, Glenn Greenwalds. Glenn, Glenn, yep. But there's just a handful. I mean, it used to be where you couldn't just you couldn't name them all in 10 yeah. seconds. Now you can. Now you yep. can name every one of them in 10 seconds. All right. Yep. And uh, that's we just have to realize that's the world we live in now. Right. Yeah. That's the world we live in now. And yeah. we have to just simply. But we have to constantly remind people with common sense, free thinkers, that what they're reading in these outlets is not real news. It's not real news. What they need to do. And by the way, this is what Fox News still does, but you won't see CNN or MSNBC doing it or the New York Times very often will not put opinion. Well, not. But I have no problem with people saying that, oh, this is all bullshit with Biden or this is all, you know, everything they say about Trump is true. As long as you put the word opinion there, this is that one jackoff's opinion. That's fine. I don't care about that. I mean, I think you should have opinions from all different sides. You shouldn't just have one side put up their opinions but put the word opinion just put the word opinion there in bold and that is a lot better than making it look like fact making it uh, peddling opinion as fact that's the problem and that's what they do too often that's what they do too often i mean it, fox news makes it clear it's uh, opinion right um uh, i other podcasters make it clear where this is these are opinion shows. We have our opinions on the news. We talk about the news. We give our our a take on the news. But when you're talking about the New York Times and the Washington Post, they peddle it all as fact. They peddle it all as fact. They act like journalists. There are people on CNN and MSNBC who try to act as present themselves as journalists, and they fool people into believing what they're talking about is journalism. It's journalism. And that's the problem. Yep. And that's, and I will sign off with this. That is exactly why 
those 87,000 IRS agents and FBI are coming after you right now, Mike. Oh, get out of here, Daniel. <laughs> get off. Get off my phone. Get off. <laughs> Have Take a good me. night. All right. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Bill, do you think they're all coming after me? Do you think that so many listens? Well, you and everybody else in that podcast, whatever, I, I, can't, I have to go back and listen. Did I talk? I don't know. Hey, maybe they're coming Daniel, after you, Bill. Maybe it's you. Come after all, all of us. The, the other th- option it could be this app is glitchy. Um, do you know Charlie Weiser, whose administration with the app? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You might ask him about that and just say, does this... Correct, or is there an accidental K here? You know what I mean? You know, I don't want, I don't well, know. The thing yeah. is, that when, I, when I looked at it last night, it said mm. 1.6K. When I looked at it this morning, yeah. it said 1.7, which means another 100 people listened. And I don't usually get 100 people listening to anything. No, I know. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I There's some kind of a wave. I mean, maybe someone shared it that I didn't catch. You know, it could have yeah, been. Like, I heard you, yeah. Yeah, it could have been someone, you know, because I send all my stuff to a lot of different people with millions mm-hmm. of followers. Maybe one of them decided, oh, I'll share this one. And they did. And that is very possible, you know, that that particular show was shared by someone with a lot of followers. I just can't seem to track it down. And unfortunately, the call-in app doesn't really let you, it doesn't give you the breakdown, right? No. Like who shared it or where the listen where the listeners came mm. from, who they are, mm. you don't know. So who knows? But hey, look, let's look at the positives. Maybe more people are hearing the show. We're famous. Yeah. More famous here. You never know. <laughs> so we should keep keep an open mind about the whole thing. But look, in in the world we live in, I don't think it's that crazy to be paranoid about this stuff, right? Because we don't live in a free speech society anymore. Well, I mean, I, I, I hear you because they put me in a psych ward for two months for fighting the corruption. You know that with four arrests, they finally put me in a psych ward for two months. They weaponized psychiatry, claiming I was delusional bipolar with grandiosity complex. Now you've heard me speak. If I disappear, check into all these psych wards. We got to look into the, or the COVID camps that they opened up suddenly, you know, just for Mike. Yes. I don't know, man. I, you know what? I, I, I think we're fine. And I, and, uh, it's odd that the next show doesn't have close. In other words, you would think you'd see a big bump and then it would be a big bump following. You know what I mean? It's Daniel like, said on Monday we talked about internet porn. Maybe that's the Oh, game. that must maybe, have been it. Maybe you got to talk about internet porn. I don't remember what we talked about. I have to have no idea. But maybe that's the key. Maybe people maybe. really, maybe it takes, you know what? You have to appeal to those puerile interests. Mm. <laughs> no one wants to hear about Trump or Biden or immigration, <laughs> no crime. They want to hear about internet porn. I, sh- I should do a porn show and then we'll have more listeners. It's crazy. Crazy oh, it is. Oh, my it God. Is. So you wanted to talk about WHO, right? Yeah, before we go there, let me comment on some of what you, you talked about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'm trying to refresh my memory here, but domestic and the uh, town hall. And interesting to hear different people's perspectives on it. Um, you know, I don't know what else to say other than I'm thinking of a guy who was on CNBC. Oh, I could see him in my mind. He did a great rant on getting money out of politics. Um and he got booted. He was with him about three years. He had a business show back in the 
2010-12. His name will come to me. And I, can, I can see him. Anyway, and he appeared on Jimmy Dore Show for a little while. Now I don't see him anymore. Um, but the getting money out of politics, you know, the emoluments clause, Mike. You know, Trump, from best of my recollection, never fully divested from his hotels, right, as president, which allegedly, according to the Constitution, I think the Federalist Papers, you're supposed to, whatever. And so you had Saudi Arabian diplomats and Polish diplomats were staying at his hotels while he was president, and not just staying there, but spending a lot of money at times, like they've done in the past, and booking whole floors. And, you know, that's a conflict of interest. Now, of course, we didn't see, we don't see Congress going after anyone on the, for the emoluments clause, because they're all, the vast majority of them are corrupt. And when we talked about this last night, how they follow the money, you know what I mean? Not only their campaign contributions, but also where they're investing and then how it affects their voting. You know what I mean? And, um, so I, you know, I just saw, I just see this more of the same. The other thing is if you look at the Trump cabinet and appointees by by 2020, he had about 70 Council of Foreign Relation, Bilderberg, Davos, Trilateral Commission members. Those are the globalists. And if, even if you look at an immediate cabinet, Steve Mnuchin is a WEF member, World Economic Forum. And, of course, the Bilderberg Group, WEF Continuum, you know, uh, Kissinger trained Klaus Schwab. So, um, uh, and uh, Steve Mnuchin was known as a foreclosure king in California that Kamala Harris wouldn't go after when she was AG, you know, for his uh, automatic foreclosure. So then you have Alex Acosta, who was the fellow who gave, uh, was a federal prosecutor in Florida, only give uh, Epstein a slap on the wrist for one count of sex trafficking a 14-year-old. You know, what was that? Like 10, 12 years ago, I can't even remember the details, but... You know, if you break down Trump's cabinet, you also had Andrew Wheeler, who was a coal industry lobbyist who had the EPA. Now, we talked about the EPA, how some of the regulations were absurd, but some are necessary. If we don't regulate uh, um, pollution, I don't care how much money you make off bringing companies back. We can't go backwards on that where we have... The dilution is not the solution, which was the way it was done in the past, which is why we had an EPA dumping into waterways, uh, what it was called pump and dump procedures, um, where digging pits, not lining them and pumping chemicals in there, you know, it would filter down into groundwater. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, no. the love, you know, so th th there I'm sorry, go ahead. Bill, there are common sense regulations that we need. Right. I mean, yes. such as the regulations where you need to put sprinklers in buildings, right? Right. I mean, mm -hmm. that's fine. No, I think we can all agree on some of these. Let's put it this way. The common sense regulations that, that protect people, that protect the masses, that protect consumers. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. all for consumer protections and all these regulations because you can't count on the private companies just to do the no. right thing all the time. So I get it, but it's over-regulation that's killed a lot of businesses. Oh, well, we talked about that too, how yeah. much I spent on permit fees, uh, traffic right. impact right. studies, uh, two miles and up. how difficult uh, it is to open a small business here in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, that too. You have to go through so many hoops. People think they can, I've seen it. They buy a, they rent a place out and they, and mm. they rent it out. And, 
and they started start you know renovating it, and then they hit the city red tape of mm-hmm. all the regulations and all the things you got to go through, and they never open up. You know, I see that as part of the controlled demolition of the U.S. economy during the COVID. 50% of small businesses, from what I understand, closed permanently. Um, and people were foreclosed on, like Chris, who worked for us for decades, and the state held a note on the spoken wheel. I told you about that. Foreclosed during the pandemic for 51400 building appraised at two and a quarter, two years before the pandemic. I mean, that's right. just a fleecing. And so there went the last small bike shop and all of Bridgeport, Shelton, Trumbull, Derby, um, Monroe. I mean, that's like 200 40,000 people, you know, yes. we're not talking a town of 4,500, you know, so, um, uh, where I'm going with it is, um, it, it's all about wealth transfer, you know, uh, who gets richer, the Waltons, you know, Bezos, the mass marketers, um, and we see the small business closures, um, it's just decimating the economy but making a lot of people rich who have the mass marketing potential internet and also um, well, Tom Brady, his supplement business uh, during a pandemic, he got $950,000 from the uh, CARES Act for an online supplement business. The, the online businesses sales went up yeah. during the pandemic, right. not down. Mm-hmm. Right. Meanwhile, yes. because the little spoken wheel was behind more than two years on taxes, there was a clause. If you're buying your taxes, your city, whatever taxes, more than two years, you were not eligible for the CARES Act. So it's a nail in the coffin then. What do you do? You know what I mean? Um, your business drops off, supply chain shortages, customer base drops. Of course, people were afraid, staying inside, not going out. Even though it was deemed an essential business, it was able to stay open. Right. It's a huge hit. And so he had to go to Walmart to buy tubes because he couldn't get them through the distributor. You know what I mean? So he's paying retail for tubes and not making a profit. They didn't want to uh, put a profit margin on the tubes. So there goes right. parts. He's just charging for labor. I mean, it's just every which way. All right, that's one example, one little business, okay? But but been there 50 years, you know? So um, there's a concrete example, you know? And then the other thing is, you know, Trump, for a guy who claims he's so smart, when he was interviewed by Candace Owens, how long are we going back now into the pandemic? When Candace Owens interviewed him, and he pushed back on everything she said after she interviewed Dr. Malone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, people are dying. People, you know, the Pfizer, the, the dump. The Pfizer documents that the court required, remember they fight them for 50 years and 75 years in court? Right. 50, 50. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you really got informed consent, right? No. And so what do those documents reveal? Naomi Wolf, we talked about this. It's all coming out. The eight pages of side effects, that, like Daniel said, myocarditis, pericarditis, Gambrier syndrome, stroke, you know, blood clots. Well, Trump must have been hearing that. And... Yet he pushed back and he said, no, no, it's safe. Meanwhile, people believe that. They go out and get vaccinated. The kids get vaccinated. And how do you do that? You know, I mean, I don't know how anyone does that and in good conscience. Plus, he knew he was treated 
before any vaccine was out, so there was monoclonal antibodies when he was treated, right? There was hydroxychloroquine, there was ivermectin. I'm just thinking what was repurposed. Trump um, was yeah. like, the way they, once again, the way the media framed it from what I remember and back in, what was it October? Yeah, October of, of 2020 was like, he was like in really bad shape. Right. 24 hours later, he was his old self again. And, and Trump says it was because of the monoclonal antibodies. He said that's what he got. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know the protocol if it was included hydroxychloroquine or not, but certainly monoclonals for sure. And so, you know, the way they set that up, if you can get monoclonals bef- at a clinic before you went in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But once you went in the hospital, your insurance wouldn't pay for it. The only protocol available in the hospital for the general public was remdesivir, which in the Ebola trials, they pulled because it's more deadly than Ebola caused renal failure. So how do you use that drug on a nothing more serious than the flu, as it turned out? And they know, Mike, you, as Daniel would confirm, cytokine storms are typically an alert due to an inflammation and allergic reaction. Right. So right. yeah. you had the good doctors like Peter McCullough and the frontline COVID care doctors and um, American frontline doctors, Pierre Corey. I'm mixing up. Okay. Anyway, you have Pierre Corey, Dr. Paul Merrick, the math protocol, which was ivermectin, uh, if you caught it early. And then if you had a cytokine storm, which was reflective and the blood oxygen saturation levels plummeting, you know, mm-hmm. Then it was the protocol was antihistamines and corticosteroids and people, they would keep people out of the hospital. You know what I mean? Right. People who are elderly, people who had comorbidities. But they, once, it, it, where's Trump on that? What, how could he not have stepped in at that point? So, well, wait a minute here. I mean, I don't have a medical degree and I just have time now because I'm home disabled. So he has a staff. He has, people in his cabinet, he certainly, rather than spending time on Twitter or watching TV, could have been doing the research I was doing. And he was also had Dr. Zelenko, if you remember. Yeah, right, right. Who was all about this protocol. Right. You know, so at the, at that, that's when I'm like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa. We get, I, I told you, Chris died, had a massive coronary after his second shot. Not immediately after, within, I don't know the exact time frame. But I was telling you about that and my stepsister's daughter, Krista, they both died about 10 days apart after the second shot and they both were vaccinated, got the second shot. So I, you know, I lost family member and and someone was like my younger brother that I grew up working with, you know, and at the bike shop. And that's a direct impact. And when I was in the, I call it fable book groups, the COVID groups, you know, there was all kinds of people reporting side of, and then we had the Ron Johnson, Round tables, you know, with the with the good doctors and yep, the, yep, the, yep. the those were affected. I, I lost track. Did they have three or four of those over a two year period? I don't even remember. Yeah. You, you got Ron DeSantis, Joseph Latipo. They have theirs, and then their former like an intelligence type panel that's going to fight the disinformation and misinformation from where from the FDA and the CDC, you know, in the World Economic Forum. Right. right, that, right. That said a lot to me about those men. Whereas, of yeah. So, we're, so yeah. of course, when Trump is on CNN, they're all, like Daniel said, co-opted by Big Pharma. Remember, and the only yeah. governor 
who did the monoclonal antibodies was was DeSantis. Oh, wow. Remember, he set up the monoclonal antibody stations. He's the only governor to have wow. done that, right? And it was working. People yeah. were getting better. It was curing yeah. people. So no one, no one even talks about that. You know, and that's yeah. a big deal. That's sure, a big, it's big huge. deal. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I'm baffled by people who are still part of the Trump cult when if you, if, even if your only issue was a vaccine, that's enough because he hasn't, he, he went into rallies. I don't know if he's still doing this and he would get booed. I know. You know what I mean? He still I, does. When he mentions it, the vaccine, yeah. he gets booed. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah. So. It's because he hasn't pivoted. You know, it's okay to admit you were misled by, you know, Fauci and, you know, look, he's not a, Trump's not a doctor, but he can't admit that, that, he doesn't know everything. That's the other thing, like, you know, what domestic said, you know, Trump bloviating about, you know, he knows everything and he's expert in everything. It's like, nobody, nobody is. And I'm not, nobody is. And he certainly didn't prove it. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, um, I, I, I'm trying to recall what else came up in your show earlier. I'm kind of, give me an idea, Mike, where do we go from here? I mean, I could talk about the World Health Organization, uh, you know, Proposed uh, international health regulation amendments and pandemic pandemic treaty vote coming up May twenty fourth. We can dive into that. We can do another show because well, what's your what's your take on the Biden stuff? Have you been following it? The corruption. Well, uh, yes, and clearly he's he's it's a big club. We're not in it. I mean, I I don't see anyone on on, on the Capitol Hill that. Although I don't know, I don't study all the people in Congress, but I, I don't know that we're going to, it's very different. I think that's more the norm than not to the degree that he's been doing it. Um, I mean, you look at Dick Cheney and Halliburton and, and Bush. I mean, it's, uh, oh my goodness. Um, no bid contracts, for example, right? Um, look at our, I, I don't know, Mike. I, I, when I hear this stuff about the Biden family, I'm like, despicable. I don't know. I don't, he fails upward all the time, you know, as a senator. And he's been, they should never have, in my opinion, they should have term limits on these congressional people. So we don't have someone like him or Mitch McConnell. Well, and you shouldn't Pelosi. even be able to be a 50 year politician right you shouldn't be able to be a 50 year long that's politician. what i mean there's no reason why you should live on the public tit that long. right we're, we're paying right. his salary for the last half century that's on, on that's, top of everything else that he's grifting right. know, on the public ass i mean there's no reason why someone should be able to be a, uh, a politician for half a century yeah he should be charged for treason and sedition and yet we're, we're paying his salary i mean it's go like figure. in israel they have everyone mm-hmm. do what two years in the army so you do mm-hmm. your time and then you're out. Let's have that for politicians. Do your time. We'll yeah. come up with a certain time, whether it's four right. years, eight years, 12 years, and then you're out. Move on to the private sure. sector and do something else. Yeah, because they end up, well, they, if they're not corrupt already going in, they end up wholesale corrupt over a period of time. And of then course. they end up corrupt and demented. And you got, you know, Pelosi and you got, who's the other lady, uh, Diane Feinstein. And, you know, and these people are the ones who got us to where we are today. They're not going to make it better. instance today where Biden couldn't find his way off a stage. Isn't it embarrassing right. that the president can't find his way off a stage? He doesn't know. Exit stage left, exit stage right. Jump down off the stage, go into the back, 
There's only so many ways. You how about you? How about you exit the way you entered, you dick? Well, yeah, but you forgot about when he's shaking hands with people aren't there too. I mean, don't yeah, forget well, about that. Or, or calling on people who just died two weeks earlier, you know, and call himself like, senator at times. You know, referring to those as senator. Yeah. Mike, Mike, you, you know what? We know the only time he sounds coherent is when they have his body double at the stage. You know what I mean? Let's or be honest. Or when they pump up with some big pharma drugs that make uh, you coherent for an hour. You know, there's stuff that can make know. you coherent for like an hour, hour and a half. Mm. You know, and you, you jab it in just before you go on the debate stage or before you make a big speech. Perhaps, yeah. And it wakes you up. It gets you, you know, it gets you going. It gets you, you know, it's like, you know, it gives you some uh, energy. And then you, who knows what happens after. It probably just collapses. Well, think about this for a second. For security purposes, right, it would be fully reasonable to have someone who had a little plastic surgery, already looked like him, about the same height, same weight, had a little plastic surgery, and could do a stand-in. Because there could be times you might have to go places or be exposed to a situation that may not be as secure as you'd like. Well, hey, why not have that actor do a little voice, you know, uh, studying and mannerism whatnot, and, and speak for him at times. I mean, why would we think otherwise, honestly? Because there are times he sounds extremely... I'm not logical, but coherent. You know the difference. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, and yes. and I'm like, that's not the same guy. And well, then if they say no. that. I'm no expert here. Yeah. I'll have to ask Daniel about this next time, next show. But they say that is often the case with people with dementia. Sure, that, sundowner syndrome and yes, things like that. Yes, they'll have yeah. moments where they're clear and they know mm-hmm. who you are. And then moments where they have no clue what's going on. Yeah. Right? So. There was a movie Notebook, remember, with James Gardner. Yes. and yeah. yes. Yes, exactly. You know, so, so I hear you. So, yeah, and as far as CNN hosting this, like you said, this is a ratings game for them. They they milked that tit the whole time Trump was in, and they showed empty empty podiums constantly. We're, we're waiting for him. Oh, this is exciting. You know what I mean? And, you know, <laughs> and remember that? Oh, and over. Yeah. You know, and, yeah that, Weren't they showing, didn't they do a thing when they were showing his stakes, like Trump's stakes? He had like Did six. they? Yes. Oh, like he had six. lots of businesses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They all failed. All his business. Here's the, here's the thing. We make this guy president like he's some great businessman. Just because he made a lot of money doesn't mean he's a good businessman. Declare bankruptcy how many times? Six times. Every one of his businesses from from Trump University, which was a scam, his stakes. His, what, what, what about uh, Trump Towers? I'm Well, Trump Towers is existing. I meant to say... Uh, uh, his casinos went Taj bankrupt. Mahal. Taj yeah. Mahal. yeah, great businessman. I mean, yeah, come on. Well, also, but at <clears throat> least at least we can name what his businesses are. We don't know what Joe Biden's businesses are. <laughs> they don't exist. They're, they're hey, fake businesses, obviously. You remember we talked about this a while ago? Um, let's see, it was a sixty-minute piece, uh, Anonymous Inc. Remember that was out? I can't remember the exact year. It was 10, 15 years ago. I'd have to go back and look. It was about USA beating the money laundering capital of the world. Sure. That was a 60-minute piece. And they set up a sting, but it wasn't a real sting. It was a guy as an actor acting as a representative for a foreign dignitary, remember, who wanted the money launder you know, here in the U.S., and they had a bunch of actual lawyers, including the head of the American Bar Association. They invited like 16 attorneys, recall? And this guy played his role perfectly. They Only one attorney got up shortly into the meeting and said, you know what, I don't want any part of this. 
and he left, if you remember. All the rest stuck around. <laughs> Even the president of the American Bar Association, they, were, they had this all on film, and it was all, you know, they're all entertaining how they can help this uh, uh representatives, a foreign dignitary uh, a representative to help him money launder, you know, <laughs> the money. Yeah, and, right. I mean, oh, my God. And, then, of course, no, no charges were brought against anybody because it was a phony, you know, false flag op. But still, it just showed how corrupt these powerful law firms were, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. A couple of them stuck around the end, if you recall. They were the most... Right. Uh, scummy right. yeah. and one of them says hey we don't have to worry about anything we make the laws in this country right because most congress people are attorneys as you know by you know obama michelle obama lindsey graham just to name three you know what i mean and um so I, yeah 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 I, Bill, yeah i'm, I'm yeah. gonna wrap the show up but thanks for the call give call okay call brother tomorrow. we'll, talk we'll touch on all the rest of that tomorrow. yeah i'm sure okay yeah all right, Bill. thank thanks. you i appreciate it but I do want to end this on one note here, one note, and that's this. Look, <laughs> do you remember, and it's coming back now, this will tell you all you need to know about the mainstream media, okay? So all this stuff about Biden and his family and, you know, and all the money they all got, and there's no real businesses and all these different bank accounts and all these different companies and LLCs and bank transfers and so on and so forth. According to the mainstream media is nothing. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all the Republican witch hunt, blah, blah, blah. Yet, yet, Clarence Thomas is the bad guy, right? They, they'll talk about Clarence Thomas's gifts and his family payments. So Clarence Thomas is the corrupt guy, right? He's the corrupt Supreme Court justice who should be impeached or who should have to resign. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of... Um, uh, credence when it comes to Clarence Thomas's gifts and family payments that he supposedly got um, that are not allowed and not illegal. But all this Biden family business that added up to <laughs> over $10 million so far. All right. The, 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 the Clarence Thomas stuff, the gifts and the payments don't come close to what this is with Joe Biden. All right. And yet with all of this stuff that shows the Biden corruption, it's nothing. Nothing compared to Clarence Thomas and his gifts and family payments. We'll talk about the Thomas family payments. We don't want to talk about the Biden family payments. That's all legit. His son's a genius. Chinese are just throwing money at him left and right because this kid is such a genius. Such a genius. The kid that just had to get like his jaw repaired and what is it? New teeth because his teeth were rotted from meth. And his father had to force him to fucking clean up. Uh, it's it's just it's a it's a total disaster and it's just embarrassing what's happened to the media in this country to journalism in this country and to the brains of the people here and the left they're just morons the left wing of this nation are complete and utter morons and that's why that's why they can say the focus should be on Clarence Thomas not Joe Biden that's why they can call Donald Trump, the bad guy. Say hello to the bad guy. And uh, and Joe Biden is just this uh, saint, saint of an old man who has served his country for 50 years. And they buy this shit. That's why they can get away with peddling it, because these people buy it. Oh, 
who knows? Maybe one day things will get better. Maybe one day things will get better. All right. Well, I think I'm going to wrap this up. I think it's been a it's been a it's been a rough day. It's been a lot lots happened because early in the morning was the James Comer talking about this. It's like it was like nine o'clock Eastern, so I was watching a lot of that. Then there was you know the the town hall stuff and all that. So, but we're only halfway through the week. Well, three fifths three fifths of the way through this week. Now, I want to remind everyone that the name of the show is in Let's Be Heard, and it airs weeknights eleven p.m. Pacific, two a.m. Eastern, which means Let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday. So it'll be our fourth show of the week. And I'll definitely be with you again tomorrow night. But until then, this is Micah Chopley reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.